This podcast contains adult materials with descriptions some listeners may find distressing. Hi! Hello! Good day! Or night, if that's when you happen to be listening. You may be in possession of the knowledge that my name is Gary. Gary Strange. I live in London. Can you believe it? They let me in. I am officially a citizen of London. And I just so happen to live in the sewers. Right now, I am residing in the elongated pipes of Bethnal Green. If you have never had the pleasure of visiting this area, it is a down-to-earth district in the East End, home to ambitious young professionals and a large Bangladeshi community. A short walk away is the famous Brick Lane, acclaimed for its fantastic Indian eateries. The sewers below Brick Lane are quite pungent, and although it might not be everyone's glass of mango lassie, I personally adore the dazzling array of fragrant, spicy scents that linger for days after this cuisine has been digested and deposited down the tubes. Is this integral information for you to hear, you might ask? Well, if you were like me and interested in the intersection between culture, food, and olfactory receptors, then yes, this is integral information. But importantly, there is a story I want to share with you. A story that takes place in the heart of the East End. A story which is, in fact, my own story. So I didn't even hear it through a drainpipe this time. I will tell it to you now. With Vishnu as my witness, I shall bear all. Now, I've always been normal in my quiet little way. Never thought of clowns as particularly sexual. Never thought much about clowns at all. But now, now's a different story. I had only just joined the circus as a rigger. I'd escaped my usual rigging job on the Siberian ships and had landed this one instead. I knew this particular circus was alternative with a capital A. I just didn't realize how big that capital A was. Now, before you judge me, I was drunk. Everything is warped in the mind of a drunkard, and in England, you always have to be drunk. You know what I'm talking about. Makes things look better. The rain's more friendly. The wind's chill doesn't seep so deep. Drinking makes the natives seem friendlier, even though they aren't. That night, I'd been drinking with the other riggers. I asked them if there were any girls about, you know, looking for a good time. They stared darkly at me then smiled one big smile as if all their mouths had connected across the table. 
The big table mouth said, If you're looking for a good time, you don't just want girl, you want clown. Darling, becomes a different type of performance, Arlena, after midnight. Go there. You won't go back to girl once you've had a piece of clown. Clown? Sounded kind of fun. Unusual. I didn't know what to expect. I took a swig of scotch for courage, then off I went. There she was. She looked... Well, she looked nuts. She was massively overweight. Don't get me wrong. I like that. I love that. That's my thing. But I didn't know if it was the clown costume or actually her. I could smell the scent of rubber. The scent of unblown balloons in her pockets. It was... Strangely enticing. It was this scent that made my feet move step by step, one in front of the other towards this terrible creature. Hi. Hello. Good evening. What's your name, sweetheart? Cuckoo. Cuckoo? Cuckoo the Clown. That's right. I'm Coco. Coco, are you looking for a good time, circus boy? I do what they tell me. Coco. I must tell you, I was a little fearful of this bizarre individual that stood before me. I thought she might be psychotic, but maybe it was all part of the act. My mind just told me... Do it. Do it, Gary. Do it, big boy. You need a fuck. Out of my mouth came the words, How much? £23.50. And you can take advantage, cause I'm cuckoo, cuckoo. Come on, fuck face. Lick inside my big red nostrils. Why? Just do it. Do it. Lick inside my big red nostrils. Do it, you sick fuck. Gary, I thought, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So I did as commanded. Apprehensively, I lifted my tongue into her dark, unknown orifices and began to lick. Her nasal hair tickled my tongue. But it wasn't unpleasant. This was something new. Something exciting. Something dangerous. I already knew I was going to get my money's worth. I gazed at her. She had the eyes of the devil. And they were looking at me. I'm not going to lie. I was turned on. I ripped at her large yellow pom-poms, pulling off her top, undressing her. 
It wasn't an illusion. She really was fat, which I like, which I love. That's my thing. And things didn't get much fatter than this. Her breasts, once revealed, shifted about her like land masses in an earthquake. I looked at them, flabbergasted. I wanted to turn away, but somehow they were mesmeric. Like them? Weird, aren't they? Coco, at least they're massive. I know you want to suck down on my teeth, you fucking sicko. If you ever have the chance to suck down on a clown's raw erect nipple, I highly recommend it. Tastes like oven-baked garlic. Like the ones you peel away the skin in order to get to the fleshy bit. But this nipple was cold and old tasting. Like the garlic had been left out on the counter for days after it had been cooked. Like flies had begun laying their eggs there. They started to chew down on it. But because of the texture, a nipple came off in my mouth. Forget about it. Undeterred, I moved on to the other nipple. I sucked down hard. Next thing I knew, I was being jet sprayed by a water nozzle that had been inserted into the nipple. Surprise, surprise! I'm more clown than you think I am, bitch. Now, whip off my big white gloves, ass munch. I did so with my teeth, which revealed tiny hands proportionately smaller than the rest of her body. They were delicate, pale, with long, slender fingers, as if she had chopped off her own fat hands and replaced them with a thinner version. At this moment, anything was possible. I clasped her hands in mine. They were icy cold, freezing, like winter lived there. Why the cold hands, Cuckoo? My blood doesn't circulate properly anymore. <laughs> Suck on my fingers, you prick. <laughs> there I was, an icy clown's hand in my mouth, sucking down hard while standing in a sandpit in the middle of a circus. My only thought was, what would Mother think? I cannot deny. It was six. Get down on your hands and knees. Let's see what your tongue can do, shit stick. I licked down her enormous belly. My, oh, I can't say it, was hard as rock candy. As I pulled her clowny trousers clean off, there emerged a gigantic pair of dirty white undergarments. On them were written in large red capital letters, Y-O-U. S-I-C-K-F-U-C-K. You sick fuck. The recognition. Delve into my nether regions and lap me like a dog, you mongrel shit. Removing her knickknacks took longer than expected due to the rolls of fat upon fat, particularly the cellulite bulging from the sides of her outer thighs, which I like, which I love. That's my thing. After much effort on my part, this sex clown was naked as the day she was born. Growing from her pubic region sprouted a rather charming rainbow-colored head of hair. 
like those wigs amateur clowns wear at children's parties. But this was no amateur. The colors had been delicately dyed, one specific color for each section. It was beautifully thought through, but still... It stank like it hadn't been washed in weeks. She splayed her legs wide and held back the chub so I could enter her with my tongue. It was a tight squeeze. Even with her holding back her flabby rolls, my face felt squished in this open trough of pleasure. It was everything I'd ever wanted from a consensual partner. Hastened by a mad erotic frenzy, I started to lick her there. I hadn't the capacity to imagine that the taut pieces of flesh and lips might have different tastes. My tongue recognized raspberry, orange, lime, pineapple, and in the middle, where the clitoris lay, pulsating and swollen, fresh blueberry. This had the purest of flavors, so I devoured her hungrily like an unfed dog, receiving a fuller taste on each lick. I sucked down hard on the vagina. It was like rainbow sherbet. It was the strangest, most thrilling experience I'd ever encountered. Clown sex. I'm hooked. Stick your finger up my ass, numbtard. I tried to comply, but because of her huge mass, it was hard for me to reach round her gigantic bottom. She had to help by pulling my arms all the way round, but there was no way I could possibly reach down into that deep crevice between her two rotund cheeks. My arms were just too short, and her ass was just too big. I did the only thing I could to reconcile the situation. I undid my love trousers and entered pleasure land. I'll never go back to the norm, to the missionary position, with a mundane wife and a mundane life. I need a clown to suck down on my... Oh, I can't say it every night of the week, or else I can't sleep. But that's not uncommon once you've been down the road where sex and clowns meet, like I have. After 36 seconds, she screamed. The release was tenfold. She snuggled up against my neck. There was a moment's silence. I removed myself from her deflating triangle of pleasure, found my scattered clothes from around the ring, and began to dress myself. Still naked in the sand, she said. Did you know the size of a sperm whale's erect penis is as tall as a grown man? You look just like a sperm whale's penis, except with clothes on. It was flattering of her to say, but I couldn't focus on compliments at that moment. I was dumbstruck. Walking away from this bizarre scene, I realized a dark little monkey from the circus had been watching us the whole time. There he was, still touching his little erect monkey penis, giggling quietly in the shadows like he was in deep concentration, even meditation. 
was slightly appalled that this creature had just witnessed my debauched behavior. The idea that someone, or something, had observed this event, well, it comforted me. It meant it had happened. It was real. I booted the mischievous little rugrat out of the way and walked as stridently as I could out of the tent and into the dawning light. From that moment on, I was released from my conventional conception of what sex is. I realized it can be different, weird, unhygienic, and that's okay. Now... I know you might be thinking, clown sex isn't for me, or that's a hate crime. But listen, I've constructed a sanctuary for clown-identifying sex workers in the sewers of Catford. And if you're up for it, are willing to be reasonably safe, and don't mind paying hard cash up front, find us down in the depths. And we can change your life! Clown Sex is written, performed, and produced by Natasha Sutton Williams. The director is Phoebe Ladenberg. The executive producer is Christopher Hogg. The sound designer is Matthew McGuinness. The studio director is John Wakefield. The original music is composed and performed by Natasha Sutton Williams. (laughs) 